I've just been caught in a rain shower. One of those glorious ones where the rain pierces you through like little needles, but the sun is still shining. And lo and behold, a rainbow lights up the sky. I don't know about you, but I love rainbows. The sight of one takes me right back to my childhood, and the idea of the little leprechaun sitting on his pot of gold at the end fills me with joy. And you know, it struck me that that's what we're talking about today. The joy of getting an interview for the job we really want. Following the arc of the interview to get to the pot of gold at the end. This is Patricia McGuire welcoming you to the Career Ace podcast, where myself and my contacts offer you tips and advice on your career, whatever stage you're at. Hello and welcome to episode 50 of the Career Ace. In this episode, I'm continuing the theme I started last time, that is interviews, how to get the best out of them and finish them with the satisfaction of knowing that you've done all you possibly could. In episode 49, I talked about the telephone interview. This time I'm going to talk about the face-to-face, one-to-one interview and getting the basics right. Early in my career, in my first sales job, my boss gave me some advice. He said to me, Patricia, you never get a second chance to make a first impression. And now I'm passing it on to you because it's absolutely relevant when you go to a job interview. You never do get a second chance to make a first impression. So today I'm going to break down the process into pre-interview, interview interview, and post-interview and the things you should be concentrating on in these three phases. And naturally, we're going to start with a pre-interview. First things first, doing your research. Before you go in the door of the company you're interviewing with, you should know as much about them as possible. Go to their website, read about them, And if they've got a section covering media and publicity, read a selection of the articles because there may be stories that really inspire you about the company and make you enthusiastic to work for them and potentially it's going to give you something to talk about in your interview. If you can, research your interviewer. But I talked about that a lot in episode 49 so um, maybe go back and have a quick listen to that. The sensible approach would be to do a little bit of research every day But as I'm one of the people that crams it all in at the very last minute, I can't really be a hypocrite and lecture you that the slow and steady approach is the only approach. The important thing is that the research gets done and stays in your head. So you do it whatever way works best for you. Also, read through your application documents and your CV so you're completely familiar with them. Practice some stories about your experience. And when I say stories, I mean narratives not little white lies narratives or stories go down well in interviews in most cases because stories are familiar to everyone we're used to hearing them and psychologically we enjoy them just don't make the stories too long and do what they always told you at school give them a beginning a middle and an end develop stories that tell how you got your experience how you used it and how it benefited the company you are or were working for Prepare the answers to your strengths and weaknesses questions in the same way. You want a story-like format, beginning, middle and end again. Something like, this is my strength, this is how I use it, this is the benefit to my company. The weaknesses questions are slightly different. My advice is to showcase a weakness that you've managed to turn around 
and potentially made into a strength. Tell another story about how you used to do something. You found it didn't work very well and why it didn't work very well. Show that you've worked hard to make it better by doing X, Y and Z and how you've turned it into a strength and this is how it works as a strength. But don't worry too much if you don't really get it because so many people have difficulty with this and have contacted me about it that I'm going to do an episode dedicated entirely to interview questions later in the series. Have some questions ready to ask your interviewer. With the reading you've done about the company, there should be some points that you'd like to ask about. Things that interest you and which make you sound enthusiastic about the job. I think you should have about six points to talk about because some of these points are going to crop up in the interview and you want to have some left over to talk about at the the point where you're asked if you've got questions. Prepare a file so you can go equipped to your interview. What should be included? Any documentation that the company has sent you, like job description, information about themselves, plus your CV. And I'd recommend putting a couple of copies of your CV in your file. I remember going to an interview once myself where the interviewer hadn't bothered to read my CV and didn't have a copy with them. Needless to say, I didn't stay very long because I was totally unimpressed. But just in case this happens to you, let's make sure that at least you look like a professional and you can hand the interviewer a copy of your CV. Also take any other application documents that you sent to them so you've got a copy of what they've got. Take a notebook and a pen because it looks professional and it's quite possible you might want to take notes during the interview. But if you are going to take notes, just check with the interviewer that it's okay with them. How do you dress? Well, hopefully the interviewing company have told you or you've asked them how you should be dressed for your interview. If this isn't the case, dress up, not down. By which I mean a suit and tie for gentlemen and a suit for the ladies. Wear the best clothes you can afford. Your interviewer won't be judging you on the quality of the clothes, but they'll definitely appreciate it if you've made an effort. Plus, if you wear something that makes you feel good, then you're going to perform better in an interview. And don't worry if when you get there everybody else is dressed down. That's their natural everyday look. Truly, they're going to appreciate the fact that you've made an effort to dress up. Last but not least, check the location of your interview and how you're going to get there. And if you can, work out the timings because the very last thing you want to be doing on the day of your interview is rushing around trying to get there on time. Now let's talk about the interview itself. It's definitely okay to be a little nervous because nerves get the adrenaline running and that's going to keep you at the top of your game. Try and arrive at least 15 minutes early for your interview. Find out where the toilet facilities are and go and check that everything looks all right with your appearance. You know, you haven't got stuff stuck in your teeth, you're not having a bad hair day. Just be happy that you're looking just right for your interview. Now, meeting the interviewer. It's common sense really, but you'd be surprised how few people manage to carry out all the steps. Stand up straight, make eye contact, shake hands firmly, speak clearly. When you sit down, sit up straight, look comfortable, but not so comfortable you're slouching in your seat. Natural and relaxed is the look we're going for. Once the interview gets going, you might want to change your posture slightly. What we're going for is empathy with your interviewer, and one of the best ways to do that is to reflect how your interviewer is sitting. So if they're leaning forward at their desk, try to lean forward a little bit in your seat. 
If they sit ramrod straight, you sit ramrod straight. The only one I wouldn't try and reflect is if they're a bit slouchy in their posture. It's not necessarily a good idea to reflect that one. Another obvious point, sorry, but listen to the questions. And I say this for a number of reasons. You want to continue creating that empathetic feeling between yourself and the interviewer. Interviewers usually demonstrate through the way they talk whether they are thinkers or feelers by asking you questions like, what do you think or how do you feel? And you want to reflect that back in your answers. So if they ask you a question which goes, how do you feel about something? Then you reply back to them, well, I feel, and so on. Interviews can also be a little coy in the way they ask questions. They may be termed in a way that slightly disguises their objectives. For example, I really don't think too many people come straight out with the what are your strengths and weaknesses question anymore. It will, however, get asked and you need to recognise it for what it is. And if you're really not understanding the point to the question, just ask for clarity. Say something like, I'm not sure I'm understanding the question. Do you mean X, Y, Z? The interviewer's not going to mind. They'll be glad that you're honest and will help you out. At worst, it will have no effect on the outcome of the interview, and at best, it's going to help you establish a rapport, a relationship with your interviewer. And talking about creating that rapport, I just want to make a couple of general points. One is that even though you're trying to be empathetic with your posture and the way you're talking, you also have to be yourself. So if being a thinker or feeler doesn't come naturally to you, answer in the way that would be totally natural to you. If you can talk in terms of feeling or thinking, reflecting the language of your interviewer, do so. Just be very authentic. Don't try and be somebody that you're not, because at the end of the day, you want to get the job for being who you are. And if you get it for being someone that you're not, well, you're possibly not going to enjoy the job yourself, and the people who employed you possibly won't be getting the employee that they were looking for either, so not really a win-win situation. And adding to that, don't tell little white lies or over-exaggerate your capabilities, as tempting as it might be, because interviewers will see through it. Remember, you're probably talking to an expert in your field, and they won't be hoodwinked easily. Now, a good interviewer is going to ask you if you have questions, and that's your opportunity to ask the questions that you've pre-prepared and which haven't been discussed. But if they have all been discussed, just point it out by saying, I had some questions about X, Y and Z, but... We've already talked about them. Next, ask the interviewer why they enjoy working for the company. Why? Because it works on so many levels. It allows your interviewer to talk about themselves. It gives you vital information about the culture of the company and gives you a chance to ask follow-up questions and interact with your interviewer. And again, we're still working on establishing that rapport. When you've done that, ask questions about the next step in the interview process. And the very last question that I would like you to ask is to clarify with the interviewer whether you've left them with unclear answers or negative impressions. So what I mean is for you to find a way of asking, is there anything that I was not clear about that I can try and answer now for you? It's a really useful question that can turn things around for you if indeed there are some negative impressions that you've made. And when it's clear that the interview is over, make sure you say thank you to the interviewer using the name in whichever form they've encouraged you to do, you know, either their first name or in a very formal way. 
keep the eye contact going and shake hands firmly. I hope you've got the interviewer's contacts already from the setting up of the interview or from information that you've gained during the interview, but if you still haven't got it when you've left the interview room, ask at reception or if someone's showing you the door, ask them for the contact details. So now we've got to the post-interview phase and this is the bit that so many people neglect and where you can make a real difference. First off, find somewhere to sit quietly relatively soon after your interview to write notes about what happened, what you think went well, how you answered those questions that you think went well, and also what you think didn't work. What did you say? Write it down with an explanation of why you think it didn't work. You can use this as a learning tool for other interviews, and of course, you can also use it if you need to return for another interview with the company, just to refresh your mind what went on before. Write down in your notebook what you're thinking about the job at the moment. Are you interested? Why are you interested? And if you're not so sure, write down why. Because if you're invited to go back or the company makes you an offer, you might want to follow up those feelings in an informal chat with them. Send your interviewer an email to thank them for the interview. If you've decided that you want to continue in the process, tell them and add maybe three bullet points about why you're excited to come back and talk to them. And say at the end, you're looking forward to your next conversation with them. On the other hand, you may decide at the end of the interview that this really is not for you, but I'd still advise you send a thank you email. Tell the company why you're not interested. Again, up to three bullet points, why you don't want to continue the process with them. Because that's good feedback for the company, And it could be that you've got the wrong end of the stick or that they feel you've got the wrong end of the stick and want to have another chat with you because they really liked you and want to persuade you otherwise. Either way, you leave the relationship in a positive way. Last and definitely not least, you need to follow up if you've not heard back from them within the time frame they discussed with you. Maybe send them an email just saying you haven't heard or even better, give the interviewer a call and see what's happening. This is going to show your enthusiasm for the job and because so few people do it, it'll make you stand out from the crowd. If in the worst case you get the news back that you've not made it to the next round, well, you haven't got the job, but you know at least you haven't spent weeks waiting while the company batches together and sends out their thank you but no thank you correspondence. That's it for today on the topic of one-to-one face-to-face interviews. We'll continue next time talking about group or panel interviews because they're a bit tricky. If you've got interviews in the meantime, good luck following that rainbow and I hope you find the pot of gold. And of course, if you've got questions or you're confused by something, just send me an email. I'm happy to help. If you would like to hear more advice from the Career Ace, please follow us on SoundCloud or subscribe on iTunes. And if you think the podcast has given you some useful advice, please leave us a review. It will help others find us, and of course, I would be exceptionally grateful. If you'd like individual help from the Career Ace, or want to take part in our webinars or receive information about our publications, please contact us via our website, that's www.purpleselect.com, or follow us on Twitter, at Purple Select.